Okay, I think you're muted. Because I can't hear you. Alright. Yay, now I can hear you. Like anything before nine o'clock, anything before like nine thirty, I'm just like I'm not gonna make it. Like <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I'm not even awake at eight. Like don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's actually sitting. I can see it from where I'm sitting right now. I bought um, six of crows. <laughs> oh really? Oh, it's I, so good. I, I haven't been able to read it yet, <laughs> but it's sitting there and it's staring oh, at me. Good. And it's like the black edges on the book is so. I'm a sucker for just like physical books but any any kind of cool like not normal design that a book has on it i love this is jennifer and this is caroline and you're listening to biblio babes so my recommendation uh this time is what for my book is true the truly devious series the first one is truly devious by maureen johnson and this is for this is for everybody, but it's particularly for people who love classic murder mysteries because it's kind of a classic murder mystery, and it's like I just it's so fun. It's like a, a, a whodunit. So it's it, it intertwines two mysteries. So our protagonist is Stevie Bell. She's like a fifteen year old genius, and she's way into true crime, and she is going to this uh, school for like gifted and talented it's uh called the ellingham academy and it's in i think vermont and um there was uh like a bad accident that well accident there was a bad um air quotes accident yeah accident (laughs) that happened there um and there was a kidnapping and they never found uh, who got kidnapped and I don't want to give anything away but like so yeah. there's an age-old mystery that Stevie um, got her her actual name is Stephanie and they call her Stevie but um, she got into the academy to try to everybody there is like um, smart in some way and she's really smart about true crime and she's a detective and she's trying to figure out this 80 year old um, mystery and there's this really scary um, a note and it's signed haha truly devious and that's where the um it was given after the kidnapping so she's trying to figure it out and then a mystery occurs at the academy as well and someone dies and it's also the truly devious comes back and there's another note and you're like so how does the old mystery tie in with the new mystery and there's a little romance because I I love romance. I'm like, yay! So she she's meeting her new um, classmates. Um, there's this guy David who's kind of obnoxious to her, and Hayes who is like he's done a a, a blog a, a video blog about uh, I don't know some zombies, and there's Ellie who's like um into art and stuff and anyways you follow stevie through trying to figure out both the old mystery and the current uh new mystery and like it's fun because like there's she uh maureen johnson sticks by the rules like as you read it along she has clues and she points them out and says like and stevie's like oh this is very significant and you're like why 
why is this significant? What does this, what, what does this matter? And like, it's fun. Um, the mystery is not resolved in the first book. Like it kind of leaves you on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Like it kind of gets resolved, but it kind of doesn't. And so then you have to read the second one and then the third one. And it's very, the ending's very satisfying and it's very, um, it's just, it's just fun and light and escapism. And like, I highly recommend it. It's awesome. Nice. Okay. Okay. And then my recommendation that goes with the book. Um, I have a recommendation and then I have two, um, uh, honorable mentions. <laughs> um, it was very hard for me because I'm like, oh, I love murder mysteries. Like, yay. I, there's yeah. so many things that tie with this book. So the first one, the actual, my actual recommendation is, uh, this book, um, murder on the Orient Express that got, um, uh, made into a movie. And I'm talking about the new movie that was made by Kenneth Branagh. And it just recently came out. Um, it's uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh and it stars him as well. And I did not know if I would like it or not because I really love the BBC ones of uh, Hercule Poirot that star David Suchet and I can't picture anybody else, but Kenneth Branagh does a, does a great job. I'm like, okay. And it's a total star-studded cast. Cast um, Johnny Depp's like Mr. Ratchet and like Judy Dench is in it and stuff like that. It's just it's really fun. Have Have you seen the movie? No, I haven't seen the new one because I was scared of it too. Because like I'm always so one, I haven't read the book yet, but two, I'm also just I'm always so scared of movies that have been like, that are from books. Yes. So I was like, ooh, not only do I, like, I know I need to read this classic, so I don't want to watch it till I've read it, but, like, also, is this one of those really bad remakes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, it's an excellent remake. It's just, okay. to it's totally faithful to the plot of the book, and I went with my son and daughter, and my son had never read it, and my daughter had read it, and they both loved the movie, oh. and I asked my son, I'm like, were you confused? And he's like, no, I totally got what, how, what was happening. And it was such a big success that they're going to make another movie. Like Kenneth Brown is going to direct another movie. Um, also by Agatha Christie. Um, like uh, Death on the Nile. Okay. Um, I think it's because, I just personally think it's because um, the copyright has dropped off of Agatha Christie now. So we're mm -hmm. gonna see a lot of Agatha Christie remakes, like Jane okay. Austen and stuff, because like you know, don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my honorable mention is *Knives Out* because it's just a wonderful book. I mean, a wonderful movie, so mm -hmm. fun, and it's a classic. The reason why I like likened it to this *Truly Devious* and is because it's a classic murder mystery. Like, there's one person who dies, and there's a spooky old house. And there's a cast of like eight people and it's one of them. And you know that, and there's a trick and a, like a little surprise at the end. You yeah. don't really guess the murder murderer, but you're like, oh, I should have. Cause like all these clues, it's, it's perfection. And I heard that um, they're going to make more of them uh, starring Clive Owens, the okay. James Bond guy. He's going to do uh, more. I'm like, oh, okay. yay, yay. So, and my one, I'm sorry, my one other honorable mention. No, 
is the old movie Clue. Have you uh, have you ever seen it? A long time. I think I think I used to watch it as a kid. Okay, it is hilarious, and it's a very classic murder mystery. It's about it's based on the board game Clue. Yeah, and a bunch of different people show up at the at a, a spooky old mansion, mm-hmm. and then Mister Body dies. And then you have to guess how he was killed and why and who who did it. And, like, it's just, it's wonderful. And it has three different endings. And if you, like, if you rent, like, it on Amazon Prime or whatever, um, it'll show all three endings. Oh, nice. It it used to, in all, in the movie theaters, they used to have different, show different endings. Oh, but it, in in when you rent it, you get up to see all three, and it's just really funny and light and cute, and especially for right now when we're staying right. home and like, yeah. I so I recommend all like if you have time, why not watch all three movies? Yay! Right. But, but my actual real recommendation is um, Murder on the Orient Express. It's so good. The recent one, the movie. Okay. Nice. I'll have to check this out. Well, uh, my recommendation is Saw Kill Girls. Ooh, it sounds like my kind of book. Yeah, it's by Claire Legrand, who um, is, she's one of my go-to authors right now. Like, she's one of the authors right now that if a book comes out with her name on it, like, I don't even care. Like, I don't even have to look up what it's Like, I just buy it. Yeah. Um, I have a couple authors like that, too. Yeah, she also has another one, a series that she has out that's really good. I need to read the second one. I'm a little behind on it, but um, she has, oh, what's the first book called? Is it behind me? I don't know why I can't think of it right now. I don't know. Um, but anyway, she has a fantasy series that's out now. I can't for the life of me think of the first one, but the second one I believe is called Kingslayer. Okay. But it's like a high fantasy series. But this series, Saw Kill, or not series, but this book, because I'm, it could be a series, but I, I want to say it's just a standalone. Okay. Um, Saw Kill Girls is like a horror mystery. Ooh. So it's. I like my kind of book. Yeah. <laughs> So it's not my kind of book that, like, I grabbed it. Honestly, I was surprised. Yeah. yeah. So one, I'm not a big, like, I love horror movies. Give me anything scary, like, movie or video-wise. Oh. I will watch that stuff to the ground. Like, my YouTube recommendation thing is all just of those, like, cheesy, like, 10 terrifying dash cam video, like, those hey, things. I'm the opposite. I would be terrified. <laughs> those, those are work on me. Yeah, no, scary movies, found footage horror movies are my all-time favorite. I'm a sucker. They can be the absolute worst. They can be the absolute worst. Like, one of my favorite things to do is to go onto Amazon Prime because anybody can, like, make a movie and put it on Amazon Prime. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, like, I just go in and I will watch just the cheesiest, most terrible (laughs) found footage horror movies. I have, like, one star. It's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) But... I'm not a big horror book fan because one of the things that I have to have to be scared usually is like, is the visuals and the audio, which yeah. puts me. Yeah. Um, 
and even though I'm really good at visualizing things in books and I can see it all happening, like for some reason, horror just, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I don't have that extra sound and like creepy vibe. Yeah. But this one, she's like, like it's creepy, but it, it's not overtly trying to be scary. Like it, to me, it's not like a Stephen King level horror movie where like the, one of the main reasons he's writing is horror. Okay. It's, so it's a story, let me pull up my notes real quick, because I actually have notes this time, so I don't sound as all over the place. (laughs) Um, so it takes place on this island that's really small, it's a really close-knit community called Sawkill Rock. Okay. Um, and that's why it's called Sawkill Girls. And the island, like I said, it's really, it's a small community, it's very close-knit, um, they don't really have very many outsiders, and it's, like, made up, it's, it's well-known, and it's, like, economy, I guess, thrives on, like, horse ranching, like, they're really well-known for owning horses and breeding horses, like, nice horses. Okay. Um, and on this town, so it's, like, almost, like, an idealistic kind of place to be, and, Marion, who's one of the three main characters, the three main characters are all three girls. Um, so if you're really big on like female protagonists and like Howard, like this is totally your like kind of book. Okay. So Marion is one of the main three characters and she's the new girl on the Island. Her, the book actually starts out with her and her sister and her mom coming over on the ferry. Um, and they are moving to this Island because Marion's father has died recently and they're wanting, like, a fresh start, and Marion's mom got this, like, job as a housekeeper for one of the houses on the island. So, the thing, though, that Marion starts to discover pretty quickly after getting on the island is that there's a lot of secrets on this island, Mm -hmm. and one of these, like, secrets is um, that for generations, Girls have gone missing on the island, but they've never been investigated because everybody just chalks it up as to like, well, the kids just go out and party in the woods and then they get drunk or whatever and fall off a cliff into the ocean and die. Like, that's why they're missing. Well, Zoe, who is one of the other main characters, she's the the sheriff's daughter. Okay. Um, her best friend, Thora, recently went missing and is now one of, like, the missing girls. And so she is absolutely obsessed with finding out where Thora went and why she's missing and why nobody's looking into it because she knows Thora and knows she wouldn't have just wandered off a cliff and fell into the ocean. And then you have the final girl, Val. Um, and she's, like, the popular girl. She's the daughter of the richest and most well-known family on the island. Um, but her father's out of the picture. I'm pretty sure he's dead, if I remember right. And it's, so it's just, like, her and her mother, and they own, like, they have the biggest horse ranch and whatever well-known yeah. for uh, equestrian jumping and all of that stuff. Um, so it follows all three of those girls, and so, like, a chapter or two will be, like, with Marion, and then it will switch to, like, Zoe. Um, one thing, too, though, before I get into, like, the synopsis with no spoilers um one thing that I really like about this too is it's one of those books that 
the characters are, they have a very good select, like if you're looking for diverse books to add to a collection or to add to just your reading, um, this is a really good one, not only because it has all female protagonists, but also Marion um, turns out to be lesbian and Zoe is actually asexual. Okay. But it's not like, it's not overwhelming. Like it's not like from the get go, Marion, it's not like they're just, that's all about their character. It's just something you happen to find out along the way. Um, and so I think it's done really nicely. Like it gives credence and it gives like a spotlight kind of to those characters, but it's not like overwhelmingly so like shove it in your face. It's just like, by the way, this also happens to be what this character is like, which is kind of nice. That's actually like, um, truly devious. There's a character in there who's kind of asexual, but like, yeah, it's not shoved in your face. Yeah. It's just like, they just mention it and like, she's attracted to other girls. Oh, like, it's just, it's just part of the story. Yeah. One, one thing that's really cool, too, about how she deals with this is, like, um, especially with Zoe, who's the asexual character, like, yeah. part of her kind of character storyline is that one of her best friends is Grayson's boy, and they actually were dating for a while, but they broke up because she came out as asexual, and she was yeah. like, listen, I love you, and you're my friend, but I, I can't love you in that way, and so it, it does a really good job of showing not only like having a character in this representation, which is very rare to begin with, but also showing like how they deal with it and how friends of theirs deal with it and how they go about it. And I don't know, it just, she did a really good job. And I felt like, I mean, I'm, I'm not asexual, so I don't, I can't know for sure. But like, I felt like she did as an outside person kind of looking in, I think she did a very good job of showing and making it easier to empathize and kind of understand people that are this way and that go through this without just like overtly kind of throwing it in your face and saying this is all the book's about. Well, and like, it's not taking over the horror mystery oh, plot yeah. at all. No, like, at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so side note, I thought that was really awesome. Um, but now going into like the actual book. So creepy it's eerie the rhyme there's a rhyme that it starts out with i'm pretty sure it starts the book if not you learn it pretty early on yeah it's like on the inside like page but it says and it's like this nursery rhyme that they have on the island and it says beware of the woods and the dark dank deep he'll follow you home and he won't let you sleep that's so scary. <laughs> I know. So it kind of like sets up like it's this creepy kind of vibe. So, okay. So it starts off like at first you don't really get this vibe. Like you get it because that rhyme is like on the inside dust cover jacket. So it's like one of the first things you read about the book. But whenever you actually start it, like it's pretty calm. It's chill. You start out with Marion and her and her family, like I said, are on the ferry coming into the island. Um, it's a pretty day outside. Like they meet the sheriff. There is kind of like a horse kind of freaks out and it scares Marion. And, but through this, she meets Zoe. So Marion and Zoe like fairly quickly start a friendship. Um, and that's how Marion kind of starts to learn about all of these weird secrets that are going on in this town. Um, what they start to un figure out, though, throughout the book is that Val 
is somehow caught up in these secrets. Okay. Like there's something about Val and her family that are kind of entwined with these secrets that are here on this island. Okay. Um, and then through this also, they kind of like discover this actual existence of like a monster that's really creepy. They call it the collector. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they discover this monster called the Collector, um, and they discover that, like, fairly early on, so I, I don't feel like that's a huge spoiler. Um, but then they also kind of throwing into this fantasy, because I'm just I'm a fantasy nerd, um, the girls themselves start to discover that they each are, like, developing these kinds of powers. Oh. Um, so it's really cool. And... I don't want to like spoil everything, but I do have to say, especially being like a person who's not a huge horror book fan, um, like Legrand does a really good job of taking the horror tropes. Um, cause that's one thing that like in movies I can deal with the horror tropes because it's like an hour long and I can kind of laugh at them and be done. But like in a book that I have to dedicate like hours and hours to, I get very tired of like, here's your ditzy girl. She's going to die within the first five chapters kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but Legrand does a really good job of like kind of taking some of those tropes and like turning them on their head and making them different. And so, but like still making an eerie kind of setting. And so I found that she did just like, like her, I love her writing, but so she does a really good job of just making this saw kill rock. Like it's an incredibly beautiful setting, but throughout almost every single piece of it she manages to like embed this kind of creepy like eerie tone yeah. yeah like vibe in it which is just great and then um like her character development is really good i think she did really good job like i was saying earlier of taking all three of these girls you know you have the awkward new girl you have the kind of loner chick and then you have like the popular girl and she takes these three stereotypes and kind of makes them more like makes them human and not just like this is a stereotype I'm like she's gonna be dead in the next five minutes or whatever um see that's kind of what I liked about my book like truly devious it's a stereotype of like a murder mystery but like they bring it into the modern age it's like a modern setting like and the people in it are modern and stuff Yeah. yeah um Let's see. What else did I have written down? But yeah, I just found like it was, like it has that whole fantasy aspect because there's like a monster. There's like a creepy monster. The girls start kind of developing powers. There's like a conspiracy kind of thing going on too, which is really, like I love conspiracy theories as well. (laughs) Um, So like even though this is a creepy book and it is, I think it's even classified as like YA horror. I would, like, I wouldn't say that horror is, like, its main thing. Like, it, yeah. Legrand does a really good job of kind of, like, encompassing a lot of different sections and, like, yeah. things. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I just found it as, like, a really interesting and refreshing kind of take on a genre that has been kind of hard for me to get into, even though it's something that 
I would have assumed that I love because literally every other kind of horror like is my jam. But it's until recently, but not books, they haven't been. Um, yeah, so that's Saw Kill Girls. It's very good. Um, I definitely like. I would be happy if it was a standalone, but at the same time, like if she also somehow managed to come out with other books for it, like I would be down for that too. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm not mad. Like if she just keeps it a standalone, I'm not mad. She ends it well enough that like it that could. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Truly devious. You're like, what? No. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. Like the way it ends, like it could be done and I would be fine. But if she wants to delve into that world more, like I would totally be cool with that too. Okay. But yeah. So my recommendation for this is a movie. Okay. Um, and it's The Descent. Oh, I've never seen that. Okay. So this is a movie. It's a scary movie. Um, and Probably it's a, why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a scary movie. It's about this, like, group of women who go on, like, a girl's trip and they go cave diving because they're big, like, outdoorsy, adventurous type um, girls, and the reason they're kind of going down on this trip is because a year previously, one of the women in the group um, lost her husband and her daughter in a car crash, I believe. Okay. And so this is kind of their, like, annual trip to kind of reconnect in their busy lives and, like, make sure that their friend's doing okay, especially in this, like, time of the year that's really hard for her, um, and just kind of, like, stay close to each other and help each other out. So they go down into this cave. <laughs> and things go bad from there. <laughs> I can already tell. And it's a scary movie. So, of course, <laughs> all hell breaks loose. <laughs> of course. Of um, course. They find these creatures down there that are oh so creepy. There is a Descent 2 that I actually recently watched. I didn't know that there was a second one until like a couple weeks ago and I watched it. The second one isn't as creepy and I think it's because I already knew what the creatures were and how they moved and what they looked like. Yeah. But the first one does a really good job of especially for like the first half to maybe even like the first three quarters. It's been a while since I've seen it, the first one. But like the first half to the first three quarters of the movie, like I'm pretty sure like the first half of it, I don't ever remember seeing the creatures at all. Yeah, it's just it's implied. Just, yeah, yeah, it's just like setting up and building tension, and occasionally you hear things. Oh, and, to me, that's and, the scariest. Well, oh. and then like through all of this too, right? They're cave diving, so they're like the camera is also going with them through these like tiny little. They're like, uh, oh. it's if you're claustrophobic, it's going to be terrifying. But then, like towards the end, you start to see glimpses of these things. And then, like, of course, towards the end, just, like, climax happens and all, like, literal hell breaks loose. And then these monsters are just everywhere. And it's so good. But because it's so, like, ingrained with, like, these this group of girls that, like, go down and discover this thing and have to try to fight their way out, it reminded me a lot of Saw Kill Girls. And so I, like, kind of saw them. And it just, like, the, the creepiness of the creatures... Um, like, there's more than one creature in The Descent, whereas, like, as far as I know, <laughs> there's only one, one. Um, <laughs> from Cell Kill Girls, <laughs> but it's really good, and it's really creepy. I think it did a really good job. The Descent, too, I mean, if you like the first one, watch the second one for fun, but it's it's not as it's good. It's not good, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that first one, especially my first time watching it, I went in like not knowing what it was either. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, I loved it, but it's good. And so that's my recommendation for it. (laughs) You can actually get the descent on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) Okay. That sounds so fun. Like scary, but fun. Yeah. So you're looking for a scary getaway of like monsters that can't be real scary. Yeah. Wow. If you're looking for a scary getaway that can happen, <laughs> truly devious. Yeah. Because there's someone who's a madman who's killing people and they like seem just fine. Exciting. Thanks for listening to Biblio Babes. We'll catch you next time.